morning and welcome to Monday Medicine, the pastor of prescription for your problems. And this is Pastor Richard Lejeune. And this is Pastor Curtis King. <laughs> hey, good buddy. How are you doing this beautiful day? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Well, I am doing fantastic as well. I uh, woke up this morning to a dusting of snow on the ground. And so it has begun, huh? Yes, it has. It ha- which this is not our first one, actually. Oh uh, no, we uh, we have had a few, uh, but uh, this is only I think the second time that it's it's actually stuck to the ground. So, so um, we had flurries here this morning, and that's our second or third time with flurries. They were calling for snow earlier in the week, and then they they just downgraded it to flurries. Okay, so okay. You like well, the snow, you- don't you? I do. I really do. I do not like it when we get a significant amount on Saturday. I do not like that. <laughs> I don't think any pastor Or Sunday, of course. Yeah, but now uh, when, it, when it starts dumping down at about 8 or 9 o'clock on Sunday night, I love it. I just yeah. absolutely love it because church is, we, you know, we, we made it. We had church. It's all good. Did you watch Monday Night Football this past Monday night? The I Bills did. I watched, a, not the whole game. I watched a chunk of it. Yes. I had people from all over the place texting me, Pastor King, you're getting buried in snow. And we weren't. I, you know, the the uh, the Bill Stadium is on the south end of Baltimore, or Baltimore. Buffalo, yeah. <laughs> Buffalo the south end of Buffalo. And um, uh, we're on the north end. And the difference in weather between south and north is unreal. Um, they get hammered down there. They get that Lake Erie lake effect snow. And where we are, we're just kind of tucked in where the lake effect snow doesn't really get us. But um, uh, now the wind, the wind that they had down there, we did have that. It sounded like our house was about to blow over. But um, yeah, it, we didn't we didn't get the snow like like they did. But it, so you, this isn't, you got go this, you get in the snow this morning. And that's in stark contrast to where you were just a few days ago, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, we were in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Couldn't be any more opposite. Uh, walking around with a short sleeve shirt on and um, uh, just you, enjoying. You uh, didn't take your short shorts with you on this trip, did you? No. You okay, know, good. I only own one pair of shorts. And, <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think, have I ever worn those outside of the house? I don't, I, I probably have, but <laughs> listen, uh, brother, nobody wants to see that. Okay. Nobody wants to see that. In fact, if I did walk outside the house with a pair of shorts on, I'm afraid the neighbors would be, you know, uh, I, their dogs would run to the backyard. They'd be, you know, pulling their children inside of the house out of fear. And somebody might call so, the police. Uh, the police would not even want to come. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's not a pretty sight. Not a pretty sight at all. But you we were, were in shorts weather. Whether or not you were wearing them, you were in uh, <laughs> balmy, sunny Florida, right? We were. And um, uh, honestly, uh, it, it would get down into the 60s in the morning and evening. And um, uh, so I, I had to buy a little a, a light jacket while I was down there just because it got a little bit chilly. Um, but in the middle of the day, uh, walking around with a short sleeve shirt on was perfect. It yeah. really was. So we had a great time. We, it, the, our trip got postponed. Um, uh, me and Janet and Joseph all had COVID and, um, we had a mild case. I really only had one bad day and then about a week of feeling like I had a cold and, um, Janet had probably two or three bad days. Um, uh, Joseph, a couple of bad days. 
but um uh i janet and i we are we were quarantined before we knew we had it because we knew joseph had it he got it from work and um uh so on that sunday we uh the, i called the health department and they said that um they said it's okay for you to go to church but just you know don't talk to anybody don't shake hands just walk in, go straight up onto the platform, do your thing. And then as soon as it's over, just leave. And so Sunday morning and Sunday night, that's what I did. I didn't shake hands with anybody. I did not have one conversation. And um, then the next Sunday we had COVID and the next Sunday we were in Florida. So technically I went a month without shaking hands with one church member. And you know me, that is not the way I operate. <laughs> I so mean, you, you guys were working through what? No complaint, November. Yep. Yep. No murmur, November. That must've yeah. made it hard to not complain at all when you're battling COVID but <laughs> on the positive side. Um, you had no church members that could come up and complain to you. Ooh, you know, I didn't think about that. So you don't know whether or not your church actually held held to their commitment of not complaining, right? Well, I can't say that I know for sure, but I do know this. Uh, this past Sunday, I went ahead and preached. Uh, it was already December, but I went ahead and preached two more Thanksgiving sermons, uh, no murmur sermons. So um, uh, the good the good side of this is that it extended no murmur November into December. And I told our church, I said, listen, why don't we just decide to not murmur ever? And they didn't like that. They didn't like that. Were they <laughs> no, murmuring they like about your not having them murmur? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've got to say that this is about the least murmuring group of people I've known in my life. That's great. Honestly, yeah, they don't, they don't complain about anything. You yeah. know, they're, they're just happy to have a church. And um, yeah, so... Praise well, God. I, I want to insert here that you and I have been telling <laughs> jokes back and forth, and I have heard some light murmuring about how, how some folks, some folks have no taste. You know, I just want to say, yeah, that. And they, they yeah. think our jokes are bad. Oh, they, what they murmur over no. our, can you believe it? Now these have got to be Connecticut folks. My jaw uh, just, just hangs low in, in a, in a, in a <laughs> you know, a, a admonishment. I'm just amazed that anyone would think our jokes are not good. So, you know, we work hard to come up with these jokes. And oh, let me tell you, we spend a multitude of seconds. I mean, a multitude of seconds. And I cannot believe that anybody would be so bold as to, they better read about Korah in the Old Testament. That's right. You know, or those uh, boys go, that were making fun of old Baldy there uh, uh, and, and got eaten by the bears, right? That's right. Uh, these people, if they make fun of our jokes, they if they see a bear running up behind them, they better get right with the Lord fast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Amen. I, I know I've got a classic for this morning. I mean, oh boy, whenever we get when we get to that spot, uh, you, you are going to be impressed. I, I'll I can't just wait to hear your joke. You want to go ahead and dive in. I know our topic today, We uh, just for everybody watching, um, we, before we start this, we chat a little bit, and uh, we were talking about how this this marriage medicine topic may go on for a good while, so um, we probably ought to go ahead and get these jokes done and get on topic today, or else this, it, this may last us into about June or July. So, it could. Yeah, so who goes first this week? Do you remember? think I go first this week. Okay. Um, 
This is a great joke. Uh, here it goes. What do you call a kid <laughs> who doesn't believe in Santa? What do you? Uh, <laughs> I know this one because I just read it a little while ago. <laughs> you were on the same uh, website I, I was on. What do you know? Probably, <laughs> probably so. I know the answer, but I'm going to have to play along with you and say, I don't know, Pastor Richard. Tell us what do you call a kid who doesn't? You call him a rebel without a clause. <laughs> See, it's so good. I got you all choked up. <laughs> well, I was, it's just so funny. We, we ought to review our jokes before we actually start Is recording. Is that the way you were going to tell? <laughs> no, that was my second choice. That was okay. my second choice. So I've got, you, <laughs> you want to hear my first choice? Thank you. Let's hear it. Okay. My first choice is this. How do you wash your hands during the Christmas holidays? With sanitizer. <laughs> sanitizer. Oh. Oh, my. Personally, I gave that one a slight edge over the rebel without a clause. So uh, we'll have yeah. to see how the people feel. Which yes. joke is funnier? So please leave a comment below. Who won the dueling Christmas jokes? And by the way, for those of you who think Santa is Satan, I'm going to let Pastor Richard um, comment on that. <laughs> I'm going to get you later for this. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we won't even go there. But Call uh, me or text me later. I'd be happy to discuss it with you. Maybe. Pastor Richard's cell phone number is. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that to you. So anyway, listen, if anybody had a problem with sanitizer and a rebel without a clause, um, you are a rebel that, without a yeah, clause. Yeah, then you're you're a rebel and you need a clause. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So anyway, I'm so glad to see you this morning, Pastor Richard. I I feel like I've been kind of around the world and back uh, since we did this and not only literally around the world, but just uh, health-wise around the world and back. So um, uh, I'm glad to see you're doing better. You know, I asked you before we got started uh, where you were and you said you were 100%. And I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I yeah. feel really good. I really do. I do. Um, it's the weirdest thing. I'll tell you this. I took a home test. Um, just, you know, um, we had bought Joseph a home test and it came two in a, in a pack. And so we had an extra one. So I took it and it said I had COVID. And, um, but then I, I, I read that those things are not really accurate. So, but, oh boy. So I went and took a rapid test and the rapid test came back negative. And uh, so I'm trying to figure out what do I do about church? What do I do about vacation? What, what do I do? And um, so I went and took a, a real test and, and it came back positive. So it's funny that my rapid test said that contradicted the regular test and yeah. my home test agreed with the real test. Well, so, from what I understand about these things, if you've had <laughs> COVID, you can continue to test positive for up to 90 days. Really? Okay. Did you know that? Yeah. I did not know that. I was no. very nervous because when I was getting ready to go to Peru and do my sister-in-law's wedding, my family was already there and I needed a COVID test within, you know, 72 hours of my flight. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I knew that I could very well test positive and lo and oh behold, it, it came back negative. And yeah. I only had like 17 hours to spare before my flight took off. So I was thankful, but yeah, no, up to 90 days, you can still come back positive. But after 10 days of having COVID, they say you're, 
not contagious. Contagious. So yeah, yeah. I think you're and, uh, here. I don't know what Connecticut does with quarantine, but um, we left for Florida the day after quarantine ended. So yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Well, hey, uh, man, we have had, I, I have gotten some really positive feedback. Um, and a lot of the positive feedback that I've gotten had been from co- uh, Facebook comments, uh, I think from some of your members, um, Connecticut people. Yeah. Uh, they're not, not folks that I personally know. But um, marriage medicine, um, we, uh, we, we've um, covered a couple of matters, uh, favorite verses. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the other one was, um, oh, good night. It was right there on the tip right. of my tongue. Starting yes, right. that's starting right, starting right. And um, really, those are just introductory, mm-hmm. uh, where today we actually get into the heart of, of the matter, and uh, we don't really know how far we're going to go on this today, but uh, we'll see, and uh, we'll see how far we take it, and, and uh, I, personally, I'm okay if we, if this, you know, drags out several weeks, because I, I it, it seems as though it's resonating with people, but even people who have a great marriage, I think, enjoy, um talking about things like this um, simply because um, everybody can see some room for improvement. And Richard, one thing that you brought up uh, a few weeks ago was that people who are not married are probably the people who most need to hear this because starting right has to do with really understanding what you're getting into. And, um, um, you know, if you wait, if you wait to have, you have to have convictions before the crisis, you can't wait until you're in the middle of something to start figuring out how to, right. to deal with it. You got to have convictions before the crisis. Yeah. And so um, that's where we are today. Would you like to start with, we're, we're talking today about 10 tips, 10 tips for a uh, successful, happy Christian marriage. Would you like to uh, introduce point number one, and then we'll go back and forth on it some? Sure. So point number one with the 10 tips is be kind, always be kind, always. Uh, Ephesians 4.32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Um, in a marriage where you have uh, two folks who are striving to have a Christian marriage, and I want to just st- make sure that is stated up front. Pastor King, you and I both have known couples where one of the spouses was committed to doing it the Christ-like way, and the other one wanted nothing to do with that. And it really takes a team effort at this. Um, and I'm speaking broadly. Uh, all of us can get away from doing what we're supposed to do. But broadly, there ought to be a goodwill in, in the heart of both husband and wife to try to stick to the Christian model of marriage. So please understand that when we give out this advice, the assumption is both the husband and wife are making an effort on some level to do it in this model. With that said, Ephesians 4.32 really does lay out, I believe, most all of the ingredients for a happy home. Uh, this element of being kind is, is where we're looking at right now. Uh, but you, 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 know, you, you end up, oftentimes, Pastor King, we can end up treating people who we love the most. We can end up treating them the worst. Yes. That right? is correct. Um, we're, we're short-tempered with our kids, but we'll go to church and we're smiley and happy with everyone else's kids. Yes. Um, yes, yes, we're, yes. We're nice to all of the other women at the church or the women to the other men at the church, but then we go home and we snap at our spouse. Mm-hmm. And it isn't that we love them more, uh, but we let our guard down at home. And I, I remember once um, I was talking to your wife in the church office there 
uh, when I, when we worked together in our previous ministry. And she said, you know, people come to me and ask for marriage advice. She says, I'm not some psychologist. I, I don't know, you know, all of the ins and outs of marriage counseling. She said, but I just give one piece of advice. She said, she said, I just tell people that if you're going to have a happy marriage, you both have to just make a commitment to be kind to Amen. each other. And Miss Janet, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, yeah. It can be easier said than done, but it's a mentality that we have to take into marriage. I, I agree to wholeheartedly with that. In fact, some of what you just said is exactly what I would have said. Uh, I have been with couples that I know are very smart alecky with each other. Okay. Very, they pick on each other and they, they don't have proper boundaries in how they pick on each other. And I have been out to eat with people like this, and I have seen them be so kind and gracious to the waitress, okay? And I'm thinking, if you would just be that nice to each other, then your problems would would disappear. They would just totally disappear if you just learn how to be nice. And um, I remember um, uh, a couple of years and years and years ago, the uh, the guy he, uh, he 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 just loved the girl so much. He said, "Oh, I just love her so much. She is so sassy. I just love that." <laughs> and then it wasn't too long after they got married. He said, "She is so sassy." <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. well, that's what attracted you to her at at yeah. one point. And you know, um, there is a there is a place where some for some weird reason being rude, obnoxious, sassy, a little foul mouth might be attractive to somebody, but you know, it wears off. Okay. Especially when it's aimed at you and you're not yeah. laughing because it's being done to someone else. Uh, you know, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, I think, um, I think all children go through a sassy stage of, you know, not knowing where the boundaries are, but part of maturity is learning that you just don't have to be sassy. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just really not uh, conducive to creating uh, a happy environment within a home. Um, so just be nice to each other for crying out loud. One, one of uh, two other things I want to say in that regard, one is you mentioned how that Ephesians four has everything in it that would give you a happy home. If you were to ask anybody, what is the best chapter in the Bible for marriage, I think anybody who's a student of the Bible would say that would have to be Ephesians chapter five. Isn't it interesting that right before God gave us this great marriage chapter number five, which technically is not about marriage, it's just saying marriage is a picture of Christ in the church, but still it, there's great, powerful, practical marriage advice in Ephesians five. But right before God gave us that, he gave us Ephesians four. And, and this matter of being kind and forgiving uh, and, and um, let all yeah, malice and bitterness and wrath be put away from you. Right. It's the do's and don'ts. The end of Ephesians 4 and then the beginning of Ephesians 5 are the do's and don'ts to having happy relationships. Yeah. And um, so it's so important. You had two things. I had something I wanted to add, but I'll let you finish up first. Well, the, the only other thing I was going to add to that. Um, uh, and uh, and we we chatted about this um, before we started recording because it's it's a passage we're going to get into, which I guess at the rate we're going, we'll probably get into it somewhere around August. Um, <laughs> we may be telling Christmas jokes again by the time we finish this <laughs> this this series. But um, talking about being kind, um, 
First Corinthians chapter thirteen is the um, the uh, the love chapter. And uh, hang on, let me let me. I, I, I had the place marked. Let me get back over here to it. So, First Corinthians fifteen is or thirteen is a great love chapter, and uh, uh, verses four on give you fifteen characteristics of love. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'm sure when we get down to, I think that's point seven or eight, we'll probably talk about all 15 of those characteristics of love. But, but they start with this. It says, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity suffereth long. That just means it's patient. That means there's an endurance and, and a temperament there and is kind. Isn't it interesting that, that as God was um, explaining to us what love is that he started off by saying that there is a, there is a uh, longevity and a patience to it. And it's kind, it is kind. I think that, that married couples would do a good job, uh, would do themselves a favor if they could just mentally go back to kindergarten where the kindergarten teacher, her main objectives is, is, Number one, get them to be nice to each other. And number two, get them to learn the ABCs. Okay. And and if we could just go back to that mentality and, and, and just say, you know, I am just going to stop being so bossy, stop being so rude, stop being, just start barking so much, stop complaining and just be gentle and kind. Um, That would fix 90% of marriage problems. Kindness though, is not just an, an attitude. Um, kindness is a choice of a set of actions toward each other. Yep. Kindness is deferring uh, and preferring your spouse uh, ahead of yourself. And um, it's, it, you know, if you're just going to come at this from a, a, a mentality of, well, you know, I need to be more polite and I need to not lose my temper. Listen, you, you're going to be naturally, you're going to have a good attitude towards someone that you are uh, be, you're going out of your way to do things for, you know, like when, uh, when, when there is, when there is a, well, this is a simple example. You're both coming down the hallway at each other, which, which kindness moves and lets the other one come by first, mm-hmm. this attitude of, you know, I'm going to just walk and, and expect the other one to get out of the way. And I know this is silly, but this really is, I think a microcosm of a larger thing. I'm going to have my way and you're going to give me my way. That's yeah. not kind. That's not a kind attitude. Uh, you know, there's one piece of, of bread left and you both want it. Well, it ought to be more of an argument of, of deferring to the other than who can reach down and, and grab it first. Um, uh, you got uh, like the two got chipmunk two... cartoons. Remember that you right. go first. No, no, you go first. No, no, Correct. no, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if, if it's time to upgrade a cell phone and only you can only afford to upgrade one of them and all things are equal, it ought to be a, a deference of the other one getting to have the nicer thing, yep. uh, the nicer car, um, the, the nicer side of the mattress, whatever it is, it's this attitude of kindness that you're both preferring the other over the other and that action of of kindness it's a mentality that bleeds over into an attitude of kindness so if you're never yeah if you're never being kind to each other with your actions you can fake the attitude for a short time that's just going to fall right back off yeah It, it 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 begins with our words okay because we we have to train our mouth yeah okay that even if you're feeling it 
you know, you, you got to make your mouth do the right thing. Okay. But if you can just get your mouth bridled to where you're saying kind things, then it turns into your, your attitude. Okay. Cause you're probably not going to get your attitude. You got to force your mouth to say the right things. Okay. Get your attitude right. And, uh, and, and then your, and your actions, like you're saying, and eventually what you'll find is there is a kind atmosphere. And ultimately what you're aiming at is for the atmosphere of your home to be right. And you're never going to get the atmosphere right until you get your mouth right, until you get your attitude right, to get your actions right. And you can go back and forth on which, which one's got to come yeah. first. Kind of the I, argument. Yeah. I think that, I think the mouth, uh, um, uh, attitudes are hard to break and they're hard to bend and they're hard to mold, but you know, you can just make yourself shut up. <laughs> Okay. You, you, you just have to do that. Okay. And, uh, but regardless of what comes first and it doesn't really matter, but you've got to get your attitude, your actions and your That's words right. kind. And, and that atmosphere of kindness is the end game. That's the goal yes. that you have an atmosphere of kindness. A couple of things to uh, piggyback off of what you just said. I've learned in my marriage and, and just to be in total transparency here, pastor King said, a couple of weeks ago that he and Janet basically never argue uh, or they never uh, get upset with each other. Angel and I can't say that. All right. We're, we, uh, we have a more passionate uh, attitude <laughs> about life and toward each other uh, in both a good and a bad way. So we're, we're still working out the kinks. We get along great. We love each other. We're a whole lot better off than we used to be. Uh, but um, we still get, uh, we still have a tiff here and there, but the attitude and action, I've learned that when you're in a, a bicker and argument with your spouse, you will never regret what you don't say. You will yes. never regret what you don't say. So yep. just button your lip and save it. And you probably won't want to say it an hour or two later. You'd be glad you didn't. So that, that's very, very important. And the second thing I would say here is learn to be a thermostat and not a thermometer, right? You have an atmosphere of kindness in your home and one of you has a bad day um, and, and they're not, you know, they're, it's just not the other person's cranky or, or upset or just being mean. Don't retaliate. A soft answer turneth away wrath, Proverbs 15 tells us. A grievous words stir a finger. So learn how to just absorb, smile, and, and work to get the atmosphere back to that kindness. You be the change that you want to see in the other person. Amen. Amen. Honestly, Richard, we, we could we could just totally stop right now. And if somebody would just put into action what we've talked about in these last 12 or 13 minutes, their home would be transformed. It really would be. Um, there's got to be a sensitivity to to the other person in a marriage. And um, one thing I, I have, you know, we, we are um, coming up on our 34th anniversary and one thing I have learned is to be sensitive to what Janet would need out of me. And to be honest with you, there, there, are, there have been some times, and, and this is not a bad thing. This is, I think, normal. There are times that what Janet needs for me is just to not be there. Mm -hmm. You know, she just needs a little bit of space. Okay. And um, which Janet is a quality time, love language kind of person. And typically what she needs is for me to be there. Okay. But there are times when she is tired. Um, she works really hard. And, you know, there are, there are certain days of the week that I know the job she's working on 
at the end of the day, she's going to be exhausted. And sometimes what she needs is just to, to be on the couch with, with our local Buffalo news on and the fireplace going and, and, and just have some quiet. The kindest thing I can do is to give her that mm-hmm. and just make up some reason I've got to run to the grocery store, you know, um, on the other hand, uh, there are some times that she just needs to talk about nonsense, you know, or there are times she just needs to talk about some things that really are, that matter to her, but just, um, uh, getting outside of what I want to do and what I want to talk about, what I want, that's, that's kindness. That is kindness. And that's, God's that's command well, be, yeah. amen. That's dwelling with your spouse, according to knowledge, first Peter three. Yeah. Amen. Over many years learning each other and and learning what the other one needs at any given moment. And if you're young in marriage, just stick at it and work at it. You'll get there. Um, In my earlier days, I always wanted to talk it out. Always wanted to talk it out. And I thought that was the right thing to do, you know? (laughs) And sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. So do we have time to get the other nine finished here in the next uh, 45 seconds? I don't uh, think we have time to read the other nine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we do either. But next week, um, I'm going to look at my list here really quick here. Next week, um, uh, we... We, we have a good topic. I'm not going to tell everybody what it is because they may not tune in. They may uh, not. It's, uh, yeah, but it, it's a really good one we'll get into next week. I'll give you the parting word now that we have 25 seconds left. Well, learn to be, learn, uh, work hard. Uh, sit with your spouse and talk about how you can make some changes and be kinder to each other this week. Go out of your way and do something extra sweet, extra loving uh, toward each other. And when you want to say something unkind or sharp, like that tongue, Amen. Uh, learn to learn to love each other. 